0: From Humber College, an association with the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra. My name is Mark Whale and this is the Music Listening Project podcast. Today we will listen to the fourth movement of Mahler's Fourth Symphony, the work the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra will be performing on May the 10th. And here to help us listen more attentively, I'm very pleased to have the soprano soloist who will be performing with the orchestra, Betty Wayne Allison. Welcome, Betty. Hi. Have you sung this work before? This is
1: the first time I've sung this. Okay, Yeah, cool.
0: And have you sung Mahler before?
1: I've done a song and I've done Mahler 8. And there's two soprano soloists, so I was the second soprano there.
0: The first four of Mahler's symphonies are based on movements from a song cycle he wrote on Des Knaben Wunderhorn, a collection of old German folk songs and poems by two gentlemen around about 1800, Brentano and Von Arnhem rather like the fairy tales collected by the Grimm brothers. The fourth symphony takes the text of Das Himmlische Lied, The Heavenly Life. And the version we are about to hear is a 1960 recording conducted by Leonard Bernstein with the New York Philharmonic Orchestra and the solo sopranist Reri Grist.
1: So the whole piece is about a child's view of heaven, having a great time.
0: Why is it a child's view of heaven? Because it's interesting. There's nothing in the poem that ever talks about children, is there?
1: No, there isn't. And and also the way Mahler wrote it is is very dense and it's meant for a thick, beautiful, rich voice and in a lower part. So you think that if it was a child, it would be higher, perhaps in the energy, in the dance like quality. Just
0: listen again to the beginning to see how Mahler kind of sets up this beautiful, heavenly existence. To me, that immediately says pastoral. Yes.
1: Right? Th- those wind instruments that, right from the start, that just come in and kind of chirp away. You can imagine outside just. That's right, yeah. So, so
0: we've got a clarinet at the beginning. Yes. And you're saying the chirping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. Those fast little rhythms
0: No, that's that's interesting And he immediately sets up this alpine feel mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because of, I guess, the use of the natural notes So if you were using a horn, an alpine, alpine horn It would be based on the harmonics The first and the fifth, maybe the third So da-dee-da-dee-ba-dee-da-da-da da, mm-hmm. da, 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 And the octave so you've got that kind of like that call across uh, across the valleys yeah. I guess right? Yes. And I think you're right. It, it, the wind instruments kind of give you this sort of pastoral feel. Traditionally shepherds play pipes. And I want I want to say one last thing about that mm-hmm. because I've just heard it. Another device that composers use when they're writing pastoral music is to have a drone note yes and so if if we listen it's not actually a held drone but it's a repeated yeah down there at the bottom immediately there the voice picking up on that that kind of like snap right d-
1: exactly and it's different in a lot of newer recordings I find that they sometimes smooth that out a little bit and try to go right into the deep thickness of the line whereas I love that Bernstein and and the, um, the soprano are keeping that lively energy yeah yeah because he yeah. writes it in this verse and coming up in another verse, so it keeps us in line with the, what the clarinet's doing.
2: There's
0: the childlike idea is almost this to-and-throw, back-and-forth kind of... Yeah. You know, it's it's almost nursery rhyme like. Yes. I mean, it has a sophistication to it as well. But Mm -hmm. but you've got the the, you've got the triangle in there, and you've got. Let's just see what the instruments are that are actually accompanying her when when she's doing this. uh, What I'm calling the snap or the grace (laughs) note. you hear the
1: triangle? Mm-hmm. And you've still got the drone going.
0: The, the bass. I guess it's a... um bing, so bass, yeah. And then it's quite interesting isn't it there it almost so it starts out beautifully diatonically so we were in a major key mm-hmm. and then suddenly there it, it kind of gets a bit eastern for me or something does it do that
1: have you noticed that oh there's moments of that throughout the piece yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's also him playing with just like a second or a minor second all the time he comes back and forth to that it kind of has that klezmer feel right yeah exactly yeah and it's going to come up more and more as the piece progresses as
0: well i wonder where that klezmer feel came from You know what i think is interesting because i think actually the bit that starts feeling a little bit more sinister a little bit more exotic mm-hmm. is where he says no worldly turmoil uh, is that where the, the that starts
2: yeah. so no worldly turmoil
0: And what's happening there?
1: That's the first time that we start talking about the saints. So St. Saint Peter will also be there. Okay. And then it gets kind of back into the religious mode. So for me, it's like you're thinking this this child is thinking about all these wonderful things that can happen. And then they remember they have to be good in church. And it's kind of like the music pulls back and it just becomes kind of those uh, chords. And that's um, nice. Like a hymn. And then you kind of come back. Oh, and St. Peter will be there and then they go off on this tangent and then they come back and they'll talk about another saint each time.
0: So you've had the merriment of the angelic life and then Mm -hmm. suddenly St. Peter and we have a hymn. Yeah. So this marks the beginning of the next
2: verse, right? Yes.
0: And comes from the beginning of the symphony. We open with these kind of sleigh bells, Mm -hmm. right? Which are much slower, but here...
1: So Saint John drains the blood of the little lamb. Herod the butcher looks out for it. We lead a patient, innocent, patient, and lovable lamb to its death. <laughs> it gets pretty dark. It's pretty bleak, isn't yeah. It?
0: For a child's view of heaven.
1: So it's, it's kind of coming in and out of reality, like right. what's kind of real and what will be kind of perfect.
0: I read somewhere that Mahler talked about this symphony as being the like a kind of dream where the dream is this ideal utopia type thing which suddenly then disintegrates Mm -hmm. into Hades and hell which I think is what's just happened here (laughs) this
1: moment yes it's kind of the darkest moment of the entire movement right there St Lucas slaughters the ox uh, without giving it thought or mind.
0: And we can hear what's going on there because he have got this weird sound going there in the bass. Something- That's pretty scary stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's really quite heart-rendering. I mean, it actually sounds like oxen. Mm-hmm. Um, diana, diana The other thing in general, it's incredibly driven. Yes. But the drivenness doesn't come out of nowhere. I mean, certainly it's dun 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 dun, dun But we've got this pulse already at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movement, but it's just, it's more innocent. You know, we talked about the kind of drone pulse. Every single beat is heavy. Yes. And then we get this driven, hellish type. (laughs) Even in the 16th note bits, they've still got this still the pulse is going all the way through yes and that means that then when the saint bit comes wh- and who which saint is it this time Well, these
1: are just the angels baking the bread because so the ain- saints were doing the the butchering
0: back into the next mm-hmm. verse so that was uh the angels breaking the bake the baking bread. the, bread, bake the bread but what's your favorite do you have a favorite bit
1: the last verse is so pretty i'd say the last verse
0: you're gonna know listeners when you hear the verse because each of them begins with this sleigh bell mm-hmm. uh, dun 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 the background there now this really is the pastoral instrument the oboe Mm -hmm. muted strings and I'm just interested does this remind you of the Alps
1: I think yeah it reminds me of a gentle forest like a so not like a wild forest like we would have, but something in Europe. It's an outdoor, free feeling. And I think it all distills into this last moment of the verse and comes but up with But this tune...
2: Mm-hmm. He
0: loves those grace notes, all those <laughs> yeah. pickups. I was thinking, why is that so dance-like or folky or pastoral when people are playing folk music they quite often use ornaments mm-hmm. I know that Mahler drew a lot on dancers on lenders and things like that mm-hmm. I think that's where this is sort of coming from again so for him obviously a childlike view of heaven is was this beautiful pastoral scene so the, the drone now is the oboe Clockwork
1: So no music on earth on earth can compare with that of heavens.
0: difficult are those slides do you do those slides
1: oh i love that slide and you rarely get to do it especially in german music it's mostly in italian so i love having that opportunity it's just like relaxing you just kind of relax and slide down it's quite easy it's hard sometimes not to do them the whole piece to me is just gorgeous release like he uh, builds up and then it just releases uh, musically usually in the orchestra not for the singer but that's one of the singer moments
2: <laughs> this is the first time you've
0: sung it. So you've never sung it with an orchestra before. No. I take it you sung it with piano.
1: sung it with piano and I actually, there is a version with clarinet. I did that a couple months ago. The clarinet and the winds I think really create a lot of that colour. So I've done it there but you're still in control of, I get to pick the tempos and that so it'll be very interesting to go and do it with an orchestra when you don't have the same kind of control.
0: How much do you think is going to be different for you with all these different kind of colours and instruments?
1: Oh, it makes it so much easier. Your breath just kind of floats on it. You can just kind of go for the ride. Um, it's always a little nerve wracking to figure out what tempo they're going to. Mm. Bernstein's picked a nice, beautiful, fast tempo, which is something I appreciate. But there's some that are.
0: He are listening, Matthew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> something faster, please. Well, it makes a difference for the the little what you call the snap. Right. And that to me that defines the piece and the, my characterization of the snap. And other people like a slower snap mm-hmm. and then that informs the rest of the piece. I like to come back to that crispness. Otherwise it gets very serious and very profound yeah. and I think what's joyous about this is that it goes from like the craziness like fish swimming and fishing and slaughtering animals to the angelic in the church there's just nothing more beautiful than what's ahead of us mm-hmm. in heaven
0: well that's a nice note to end on thank you very great. much indeed, thank you for Betty. having me you're <laughs> welcome great. so you were listening to a music listening project podcast and you were listening to leonard bernstein conducting the new york philharmonic orchestra with solo soprano rary grist if you are interested or if you
2: enjoyed listening to this podcast please check us out on itunes thank you very much